All right, it's after 5 o'clock on a Friday. Let the weekend begin. And we can't start the weekend without a stop where we ask the the preacher. Ask the preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. I love making John smile. It's just precious. <laughs> John Freed, take hey. it away. Hey, thank you, Eric. Uh, this creature is uh, <laughs> speaking to all the other creatures listening today. Welcome to the Ask the Preacher program this Friday. Uh, what's, it, what's today? The 20 to 29th. 29th. Almost at the end of the month. Eric, we have survived another July in Florida. Well, any, any July you walk away from is a good one. Yes, sir. July 4th starts out great. Everybody's all excited, but then you feel like an eternity has passed before you hit the end of the month. But, um, you know, the end of July uh, is is kind of the end of summertime for many people, end of vacation, family vacation, school vacation. Uh, and so we're going to talk about some of those issues today. Actually, more specifically, talk about the return uh, to school, um, school board election races that are here um, but uh, we'll start. We're going to start out really first. In, in just a moment, I'm going to introduce a, a lady to you who is uh, who, joining us on the phone today. But uh, we're going to talk about a 21-day prayer initiative that we have had at Believers Fellowship. We share this with anybody who'd like to join with us. Um, it was not our idea right off the bat. Um, the lady that I'll introduce to you in a moment, her name is Miss Paula. Um, she found a book that was very inspirational to her. She called me up and, and said, uh, I think we need to do this. And so we've taken 21 days. We're in the middle of it. We'll talk more about it in a minute, but we're in the middle of it in praying for our schools. Um, my personal opinion, it may differ from your opinion, but I believe that um, the the devil, the enemy, the, the kingdom of darkness um, is making every effort possible to infiltrate our society, and he recognizes that uh, the schools is a good place to do it. That does not mean, please hear me correctly, that does not mean every school board official, every teacher, every person who's involved with school systems, that doesn't mean in any way that they are evil people. Um, but it, but it, what I'm simply trying to say is <clears throat> the school system, because children are impressionable, and because children are um, open and learning, and it's at the time of their life when when they are uh, putting their their stuff together, the way that they will um, manage the rest of their life, because that is happening at that moment, at that at those years of their life, the devil knows that's the time in which he needs to seek to try to uh, uh, steer their minds in in certain ways. Um, and our, our children, everybody agrees, our, our children, they're the next generation of leaders, the next generation of, of teachers, the next generation of business owners and business workers and government people and, and all, all the like, the next generations of police officers and fire. So uh, how they are viewing the world is very, very important. So um, I want to introduce to you now Miss Paula Johnson. She is our prayer coordinator at Believers Fellowship Church. Uh, Miss Paula, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Hey, welcome to the Ask the Preacher show. You've never been on the radio with us before. No, I have never been on the radio, period. <laughs> well, you're on the radio now. Um, as far as it might matter to you, just feel like you're on the phone, but I'm really glad you called in 
to join us. And I, I'm not sure how much of the introduction you were able to uh, to hear on the phone, but um, we, we, I want to take about the next four minutes here till we have to take a, a short break. But um, I want to take the next four minutes and for you to introduce uh, to the to the listening audience the the 21 days of prayer. Uh, and I think today we are actually on day nine, and we'll tell people yeah. how they can get engaged. But what is this 21 days of prayer for schools? Well, the 21 days of prayer for schools is it's actually a, a wonderful book. It is presently just online, uh, not in print form. But um, I was introduced to this when I was watching a seminar, actually in a seminar, uh, all about prayer. And one of the preachers, her name is Cheryl Sachs, had written this book to reclaim a generation. And the 21 days of prayer is there is prayer each day. It comes with prayer points and scriptures and uh, a little explanation of what that day is about. And week one is all about student life, Mm -hmm. about excelling in studies and growing up in godly character. And it has seven days of prayers and scriptures focusing on different aspects of that for the entire week. And we are currently on week two right now, which is all about student support systems. And it has prayer for the home life, prayer for the school life, the community, and then prayer about the children and church. Then uh, next week we will be on week three, and that's all about a spiritual awakening, preparing the way for for hope, healing, and freedom in their lives. Yeah, it was and, a, uh, it was amazing to me uh, some of the things that that pop up in in prayer uh, and from day to day. Um, how mm-hmm. the author of this book really broke some things down very nicely uh, to yes. to explain, um, for instance, day two, which was uh, truth in curricula, or you might could say mm-hmm. you know, the idea is that we want the curriculum that is being taught in our schools to be truthful. Um, and yeah. so and then to bring in scripture concerning that uh, and then to, yeah. to have some excellent prayer points and yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to urge our, our listener uh, to really get engaged in this with us. So if you want to be involved in this, we'll, we'll send you uh, the links to what we're doing. But all you need to do is send us an email uh, at john at askthepreacher.com. Just send us an email, or actually just go to askthepreacher.com. Just visit askthepreacher.com and send us a message there through the website, askthepreacher.com. And um, and just let us know that you want to receive the 21 Days of Prayer for Schools information, and we'll send that out to you as well. Um, Paula, you, you love to pray. Um, tell me 30 sec- in 30 seconds here uh, why our community should be praying for our students, for our teachers, for our school system. Uh, what I'm seeing is is uh, there needs to be a, a great amount of prayer. The students have had such um, uh, havoc has been wreaked in their lives mm. for the last couple of years. What with uh, COVID and uh, masking, and then many, many of them um, have lost loved ones in their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've lost 
school staff. There has been uh, a loss of school staff due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And what this has done is, is it kind of traumatizes the brain. And it's so difficult for them to try to learn if they're dealing with that kind of trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really necessary thing. And then to have them being able to learn correctly in school with the correct, with history that hasn't been revised and rewritten and reframed and, and uh, without being inundated with, uh, oh, let's just say with teaching that is outside of God's biblical plan for them to be learning uh, regarding sexual identity and all of this. Yeah. It's confusing. And bringing that into a school system is, is doing more confusion in their lives than anything else. Yeah. So prayer needs to be lifted up for them a great deal. Uh, parents want their children learning and, and freedom, and they want their innocence protected. Yeah. And they need to be learning uh, math and English and history and science and all of that, and not things that are going to confuse their lives and their hearts. Yeah, definitely. Well said, well said. Uh, Miss Paula, thank you for calling in and for joining us. If you're able to hang on the line, I'd, I'd love to talk with you some more after this break. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher, okay. and uh, you can call in and join the conversation as well by calling 863-682-1430. This is Talk Radio 96.7. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Here's John. I thought it was Ask the Creature. It was earlier, but we changed it. Oh, it's back to Ask the Preacher. All right. Well, boring. (laughs) Every creature that God made is good. And so that includes you, Eric. That includes you. All right, and me. Uh, Folks, we are talking right now with uh, Miss Paula Johnson. She is our prayer coordinator at Believers Fellowship Church. And uh, for the last, well, nine days now, but uh, we're going for 21, uh, 21 days Mm -hmm. of praying for schools. And so it's not just the school building, although we do cover facilities, but the uh, the staff, Mm -hmm. the teachers, the schools. And uh, Paula, you were just talking uh, much about home life and um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, to bring that back into the conversation here because um, I, I think it's uh, actually home life was today's subject. Day nine was was home life. Um, yeah. And I, I wanted to bring that up because um, it, it, it can be missed. Um, right now we're in the middle of an election cycle. We're beginning, I suppose, an election cycle. And by the way, during that break there, we did have a caller that called and asked if uh, I would go down the list of candidates and and talk about what I know concerning candidates. Um, and so we will do that. Uh, that will probably come in the second half of the show. So to the to the caller of, of what we call a drive-by calling. In other words, you, you call, you ask the question, and then you're gone. And so it's kind of like a drive-by <laughs> shooting, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll try to cover that at the uh, second half of the program today. But uh, home life. In the election cycle, we have a tendency to look at uh, the candidates, uh, which in this case right now, school board is a big one, and, and we look at that, and we'll talk about that too. But um, if we're not careful, we can look at the system and forget about the people in 
that are that are affected by the the people that the system is supposed to work for. Uh, and in this case, it is our students that are the most important part of the school mm-hmm. system. Uh, secondarily, we would look at the teachers and staff and, and that type of thing. And I don't think it's inappropriate. I know some people might be bothered by that, um, that order of things. But I don't think it's inappropriate to put the students first. And I think most every teacher would agree with that as well. I think most every teacher went into the teaching profession because they want to to help uh, students and so the teachers' aim is looking at what is best for students as well. Uh, if uh, I want to, I want to hit the home life. Um, you began to talk about that uh, the the difficulties that many students have, uh, whether it's poverty, maybe they haven't eaten in a day or two, and then they got to show up right. and, and pass a test. Um, you know, my wife is an educator. My mom is an educator. Two sisters, a brother-in-law. They're all educators in the in the school system, the public school system. Um, it's amazing the stories that I that I hear. Uh, many of them are are heartbreaking. Um, but uh, so in in today's prayer aspect, Paula, talk talk to us about today's prayer for home life of of students and, and teachers. Okay, today's prayer for the home life is uh, bringing before the Lord all the families. And there are many, um, even as I'm calling schools and just checking with what needs might be that we could pray over, there are families that are struggling. There are families that are struggling financially. Um, There's not enough uh, money for the clothing and supplies for children. Uh, many families they know are in need of food, uh, that sort of thing. And this information, and so that, you mentioned it a second ago, and I, I wish I would have introduced that earlier. Um, you are calling as many schools as you possibly can in, in, yes. in the county. You're, you are calling them and say, hey, what are some of the needs that, that you have as a school, as a staff, and the known needs of your students that, uh, that we as a church, we could be praying for you? So so that's how you're finding some of this information, direct information. Directly from, uh, yes, from the administrators at the schools, and and they bring these things up. Can you pray for this? And so, yes, um, definitely there are families that are in need. And then uh, other things that affect the students are um, divorce, unemployment, um, if there's there's, uh, drug abuse, in the in the home, um, they need healing. They need they need comfort, mm-hmm. and they need security to be able to to learn properly. You can't learn properly when when there is anxiety in in your life. And uh, some students, I'm not going to say all, but some of the students are suffering anxiety, and a lot of it from just needs, just physical needs that are necessary for them. So um, that that is part of what we're praying for today. And also um, praying for uh, parents that, um, that need a sense of responsibility and prayer parenting skills to be able to raise their children. Mm, yeah. um, many of them, um, and there, there are many, ch- uh, the many parents that are, are out there having to work 
more than one job and they just don't have the time to spend with their children that they would like. So these things are, are necessary to lift up in prayer there, so that there can be breakthrough, so that there can be comfort, so that that there can be um, a, a sense of, of well-being for the students. That is a big thing that I hear about a lot as, as I'm calling around and saying, you know, what can we pray for you, uh, for your students, for your school? And a lot of the teachers, a lot of them are saying, please pray for emotional well-being for the students. Mm. So these things are hitting them, and um, they need they need a sense of comfort and well-being to be able to start off the school year, in in a good way, and that's that's the the one thing that that all of the prayer is about that there will be a a smooth transition into the school year that they would have a good school year in an environment where they can learn and absorb the things that they need. And the prayer uh, for the families, the prayer for the needs in school, it all goes to that, to that one thing. Let it be a transition where the, where the students are in a good place, where they have what they need, where the environment is good and they can learn and they can be free of anxiety and free of confusion. Yeah, amen, amen. Paula, let's just, um, I don't know that you'll be able to join us for the second half or not, but uh, before we finish here, we've got about 45 seconds. I just want to mm-hmm. pray for our, our teachers and, and things like that before we go into this uh, bottom of the hour break. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we lift up Polk County schools, both public schools, private schools, charter schools, and home schools. Uh, we lift them up to you, Lord. We thank you for, for educators that you have appointed to their place, that you have anointed them for their job. And so, Lord, we, we pray that they would shine, that the gift of God upon their life would shine, that truth would be taught in our schools, that there would be a spirit of peace there. We come against violence and other things that that happen from time to time around the country. Uh, It won't happen here in our schools. Lord, we thank you for this uh, city of Lakeland, for Polk County, and we pray peace over it and over the school systems in Jesus' name. Uh, Paula, if you can hang on, I'd love for you to, and we'll come back after this break and, and talk some more. I'll talk to you off air in just a moment. Uh, But folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We do have to take a a good lengthy break here at the bottom of the hour, but I want to invite you, if you want to be a part of the 21 Days of Prayer for Schools, send us an email. Just visit the website askthepreacher.com. Ask thepreacher.com and uh, give us a message and we'll send the information out to you. All right, hang in there. We'll be back in a few minutes. The weekend is here and it's time to start it off with a big dose of Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Here is John. Hey folks, before I forget, uh, by the way, before I forget, I'll tell you thank you for listening today. Uh, for being part of the Ask the Preacher family. Yeah, how about that? Um, Before I forget, I want to tell you that this Sunday at Believer's Fellowship, 
Do you remember the preacher in Canada that kept getting arrested? Um, kind of a, a loud fella on purpose. He's the one that yelled at the police uh, from his upstairs area of his church there. Get out, get out, you Nazi commies, get out, get out. And he just yelled at the police until they left him alone. They were coming to arrest him because he was holding a, a church service. Now, he could feed people every day of the week, hundreds of people, uh, and have, have uh, a food program going on. But if you gathered people together for church service, that was illegal in Canada during the COVID disruption years. But uh, anyway, we had Arthur Pawlowski. That's his name, Arthur Pawlowski, that Canadian preacher. We had him uh, come down to Florida and minister at Believer's Fellowship a couple of times. Uh, But as of late, he spent a lot of time in jail, 51 days in solitary confinement. Well, we have his wife and his eldest son. They will be, both of them, his wife and his eldest son, will be at Believer's Fellowship Church this coming Sunday morning, just a couple of days away. Sunday morning, 10 a.m., uh, Arthur Pawlowski's wife and his eldest daughter, and our eldest son, I don't know why I said daughter, eldest daughter. Um, so anyway, you don't you don't want to miss that. It, it's going to be an exciting, exciting time. All right, well, still on the phone with us is Miss Paula Johnson. Uh, good afternoon to you, Miss Paula. Good afternoon. Thanks for uh, joining me today, and um, we'll just uh, we'll just take a few minutes here and continue our conversation about praying over our schools. Uh, school starts up in just a couple weeks. Uh, August the tenth is pulp uh, is Polk Public Schools, but there are a few mm-hmm. charter schools that start a little earlier. Some private schools that start a little earlier. A couple start later. Homeschooling. Everything kicks up right in this time, and so that is why um, we're doing this 21 days of prayer uh, right right at the time that we're doing it, although uh, praying over our schools and, and these in these ways could be done at any time of the year. But um, I, I wanted to, to bring up into the conversation, Ms. Paula, if, if, you, if you would mind um, taking this on with me here, talking about praying for our school boards. Now, that would be on day mm-hmm. 13 when it comes to the 21 days of prayer. So we're not right. there yet on our schedule, but day 13, praying over the school boards. And uh, we'll talk about that for a minute, and then um, we'll talk about the election with school board people. Maybe you'll still be on the air with us at that time or not. I don't know. But um, why is it important for us to pray, uh, especially even right now, over the school board? Well, the school board uh, is is extremely influential in the community, and they are the ones that do all of the planning for the uh, academic goals. They establish all the school policies. They approve the curriculum, the curriculum materials that are going into the schools, which right now is a big concern, some of them and really, really needs our prayer so that that the students um, are being led to the truth. Mm -hmm. Truth in the curriculum is is a big, big thing that that needs prayer. And the school board members are the ones that approve this. They're accountable to the community. Yeah, yeah. So they need to be listening to the parents. And the parents need to be having a voice in this, so it is critical that the parents be able to go to the school board meetings, that they be heard, 
and that they have a voice in what is going what is being approved for the school's curriculum. I do find it interesting and, uh, that that during the COVID uh, year or two, um, when when a bunch of stuff went online, it gave opportunity for parents to see what was happening in education. Yes. And so all yeah. of the sudden, I mean, for years, you might have school board meetings where, where 15, 20 people are there to listen to the meeting from the public to listen to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now, there's, there's 100, 150, 200, 300 something. Yeah. I'm that, I've been in that room many times, spoken before the board several times. Um, mm-hmm. It's a packed house almost every meeting now because uh, right. people have gotten engaged. It, it's become very contentious. Uh, over a, uh-huh. over a lot of issues, and so one of the things that that prayer I, I believe helps with is uh, is keeping peace. Now I don't want to be ever misunderstood when I mean keeping peace. Um, there are things that we fight for, and and so peace is not right. is not always the absence of conflict. Um, no. But we need to be uh, focused and and uh, do everything we do with the right heart, with the right attitude, with the right words. Uh, if we're going to be effective at it, and, and prayer can can help with those things. One of the reasons why I would say it's important for a community to pray over the school board uh, members is because who I whoever I pray for, I tend to have more grace for, grace towards. Right. And so when I pray for them, I am expecting God to move, and I will probably talk about them differently than if all I ever do is complain. When I'm asking God to get involved, mm-hmm. my words are going to change. Right. And so um, you you lead several prayer meetings at Believer's Fellowship. Just tell everybody uh, what, what some of those prayer meeting times are and, uh, and, and what those prayer meetings look like. Um, and, and so, I don't know, we'll just in, invite people to join us for, for prayer meetings. We have a, um, of course, we always have prayer before each service. There is always prayer for the service. And uh, then there's a Monday evening prayer meeting, and it starts at 7 o'clock and goes to, oh, maybe a little past 9, 9 o'clock, or maybe a little bit past and that is focusing mainly on um, our nation and the body of Christ, and the body of Christ rising up and being strong and praying for the nation and, and uh, standing, standing for God, standing for His Word and not backing down on what the Word of God says. And uh, so that prayer meeting is um, it's a powerful prayer meeting. And it's it's uh, Holy Ghost led every every week. The Holy Ghost is there to meet us, and we hook up with Him, and we take off in prayer. And amazing things happen in the group. Uh, the next prayer meeting uh, that I lead is Friday mornings, and that starts at nine nine o'clock. And we pray a lot for you. <laughs> prayer meeting Thank for you. our I pastor. It. Yes. And then um, as the Holy Ghost leads, because he will lead us into other different areas to pray in that one. Yeah, so and, I would say them, yeah. Well, and I would mention this, that uh, we are a Holy Ghost-filled church. So yes, uh, we are. M- much of that time, if not the vast majority of those prayer meeting times, we, we spend just praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that means we pray in tongues. So if you want to yes. just come and watch some people pray in tongues, you know, that that would be available to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Miss Paula, I, I thank you so much for for joining on the uh, on the program today. I, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate as a community member, as a member of the Polk County community in, in Lakeland area, I just want to say thank you for calling around to these schools and finding out their uh, somewhat specific needs. Obviously, they'll only tell you what they tell you, um, but for taking mm-hmm. the time and the effort to to pray and to lead people in prayer. Uh, for for our school systems, uh, I believe that what you are doing and what your teams are doing, and, and uh, anyone who will join us uh, that's listening to the program today, again, you can join us just by sending a message to us, askthepreacher.com, and send us a message say that you want to join us in prayer for schools. Um, but I believe that all of those that are doing that now, we what we are doing is setting up our future for success, for godly right. exactly. success. Yeah, exactly. Miss Paula, thank you very much uh, for for calling in and uh, and joining me, folks. You're listening to Ask the Preacher, and uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will come back. When we come back, we'll talk about the candidates, uh, the the school board, the Polk County school board races, uh, as uh, requested by a, a caller earlier. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Fourth and final segment coming up for Ask the Preacher. And it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church located in North Lakeland. John Freed, you're up. Hey, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. And uh, so, all right, folks. So we we will address this question. I have to be careful a little bit here, but we will address the question that came in during our first break during today's show, uh, what <laughs> what Eric calls a drive-by caller. In other words, I'm going to call, ask my questions, say, no, I don't want to be on the air, and then you're gone. And that's fine. I hope you're still listening. Um, but for those of you who may be interested, the question is, can you help me out with these school board races? I don't know who to vote for. Who do I vote for? Well, let me answer it this way. I cannot tell you who to vote for. I can't. I can't tell you who to vote for. I can tell you who I am going to vote for, but I can't do that on the air. Um, So if you want to know who specifically I will be voting for, I think you might be able to figure it out in a few minutes when I give you a little more information. But if you want to know just straight up and clear who I'm going to vote for, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to church because um, pretty much every election I take a sample ballot. I fill it out how I will be voting. That's just all it is, how I will be voting. It's not how you have to vote. It's not necessarily how anybody else will vote, but it's how I will be voting. And uh, I give that out because people ask me all the time, well, who are you voting for? So instead of me having to field the question 6,000 times, I simply make it more available. Um, it's not an endorsement of candidates. It's a um, it's to let you know how I am voting. So if you're interested in knowing that, you can ask. You can go to askthepreacher.com, send me a message, say I want to know who you're voting for, and I will tell you. I just can't tell you officially over the air. I will tell you this: when it comes to any office, um, school board or not. I always look at the principle of the matter. Ha <laughs> school's principle. Okay, Eric told a joke earlier about that. He said, I don't like that. Or I, however his joke went. How's the joke go, Eric? How's the joke go? All right, it's, it's not the school I mind. It's the principle of the thing. Ah, there you go. Thank you very much. Dad joke number one. It's not the school I mind. It's the principle of the thing. So principles really do matter. So you have to look at a candidate's life. Uh, what they stand for generally, it is impossible, my opinion, impossible for somebody to say, well, these are my personal views, but I don't let them affect 
um, you know, how I how I would vote on things or or how I would uh, work in the school board system or how I would work as a government official or how I would work as a judge. Um, it's impossible to keep our personal lives out of things. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think we're supposed to. I don't think it's expected for us to keep our personal lives out of things. We are voting for a person. If the law could judge itself, then the law would work by itself. It is people that execute justice, mercy, and righteousness. And so I want people um, that are God-fearing individuals to sit in every seat of our government, including the school board. So I, I will say this concerning the school board. I have been uh, rather disappointed in, in certain elements, certain things that have taken place uh, in our school board. Um, I, I this These books that were found to be in the school systems, I never realized those books were in the school systems. Um, we spent lots of time on this program dealing with those books. I wanted to know personally, so I bought all 16 books that were in question. I was only actually I was only able to get 15 out of the 16, but but purchased all of them. I did a random check, just literally grabbed the book out of a box, closed my eyes. I didn't look at even what I was grabbing. Closed my eyes, grabbed the book, opened it up, put my finger down, and read a paragraph. And eight out of the 15 books on that trial, I found gross material. Others, I had to look at the second page and very easy to find gross material. So it is appalling to me that our school board did not stand up in any type of strength against those books. They were scared of certain segments of people that pushed certain narratives. And I just do not think that young children should be reading and viewing or even have access to um, violent pornography uh, in in the schools. And so our sitting school board allowed that to, to happen. And um, you say, well, aren't they doing an opt-in, opt-out? Yes, they are. And, and I'm, I'm glad that's happened, but it's not enough. So and generally speaking, I would say that all the incumbents need to go. If that helps you out, I, in my opinion, all the incumbents need to go because they did not have the guts to stand up uh, for the majority of students and to what we know is healthy uh, for for young people. You say, well, there are people that 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 uh, that fit the bill of what those books was talking about. Yes, they are, but it is the outrageous minority, and then typically the actions are not beneficial. Um, and so, in my opinion, all of the incumbents need to go. I'll, I'll say this. In my discussions on that matter, uh, some people have said, well, some of these new candidates that are running, they just don't have the experience that the people that sit on the, the school board has. Well, guess what? Most of the people that sit on the school board now, they didn't have the experience before they got elected in that seat either. Some of them have only run one or two terms, only sat there for one or two terms. Uh, Kay Fields, she has been on the school board for a very long time. So if you don't like the direction that the school board has been taking over the last 20 years, well, Kay Fields has been sitting in a seat for a very long time. So just some things to, to think about there. Um, I've had personal discussions with with um, with all of these people, not necessarily at length, a couple of them at, at length. Uh, at length, I, I will say um, by some of the sitting school board members, I've been spoken to as if I was the, the scum dirt of the earth. It's like, oh my goodness, I hope you don't speak to teachers or other people uh, with that type of, of disrespect and, and speaking down your nose uh, to people. So anyway, my opinion, every sitting school board member, it's time for them to go. Let's elect a new uh, majority school board and um, 
So anyway, there you go. That that says it. Uh, folks, I want to invite you to Believer's Fellowship Church Sunday morning services, but I also want to invite you on August the 4th, Jennifer Kennedy and Philip Walker. I'll say them the other way, Philip Walker and Jennifer Kennedy. This is one of the toughest races uh, for me, Florida State Rep District 50, one of the toughest races for me to figure out what to do. And so both of these people that are running for the same seat, they will be at Believer's Fellowship. We're holding a little forum August the 4th, that's a Thursday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. August the 4th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Jennifer Kennedy and Philip Walker together to discuss topics and answer some questions. And so you want to be there if you wonder uh, which one of these conservative candidates that you should be voting for. All right. Well, again, let me invite you this Sunday morning to come hear Arthur Pulowski's wife and oldest son, and it's going to be a great time. Uh, besides that, we'd love to meet you. You've been listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John Freed. We'll see you next week.